Hello, and welcome to another edition of The Bible Code. To know him is to love him in the DNA Code. For a copy of the transcripts, please go to www.dnainthebible.com. To know him is to love him in the DNA Code. For a moment, have you considered the scientific knowledge in the Word of God? For example, the book of Genesis shows God's understanding of plants and what plants need to survive. The first thing God made was light, then water, then soil. Plants could not survive and thrive if they did not have the basic necessities that they needed and in the right order. Or what about the scientists who made discoveries that in our modern world we still use? According to Henry Morris and Gary Parker out of the book What is Creation Science, they say these men as well as scores of others who could be mentioned, were creationists, not evolutionists, and their names were practically synonymous with the rise of modern science. To them, the scientific enterprise was a high calling, one dedicated to thinking God's thoughts after him. Sir Isaac Newton, the father of modern science, said this about the Bible, We account the scriptures of God to be the most sublime philosophy, I find more sure marks of authenticity in the Bible than in any profane history whatsoever. Another point that I would like to make out of Scientific Facts in the Bible by Ray Comfort is this. There are about 3,856 verses directly or indirectly concerned with prophecy in Scripture. Mormons, Buddhists, and Muslims have what they consider their own sacred writings but the element of proven prophecy is absent in them. Neither do any other books in any of the world's religions contain scientific truth. In fact, they contain statements that are clearly unscientific. Many have indeed dismissed the scientific findings in the Bible as nonsense or passed over the passages unaware that they were truths to learn. For example, the idea that the earth is flat can be squashed by the passage in Isaiah which reads, It is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth. You'll find that in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 22. Is it difficult then to consider the same God who made everything, including human DNA, would correlate words, phrases, chapters, and verse numbers, and books in a way that support the content of Scripture when discussing things like seed? Does the God we serve only create to an extent noticeable to the human eye, Or is he a God that is vastly more detailed than we could have possibly imagined? Let us begin our study on what is to be known of God and how we are in him and see if the same God who made 23 and 46 to represent human DNA place what appears to be a DNA code for abiding in him, what that looks like and what it is to be known of him. Our focus will be 1 John chapter 5 verse 20. In this passage, you will notice bold words, and if you have followed along in the past, you'll know that these are pegs. If you are unfamiliar with pegs, then you will love what I'm about to tell you. The King James Bible, unlike any other Bible, has a built-in dictionary. They can be called, you could say, pegs. God uses in his scripture repetitive words, and when you see repetitive words, 
just like right here, if you're following along online, you will see the bold we and the bold him that is true. Now, follow along. And in this passage of scripture, you will come to know what it is to be in him and to be known. And we know that the Son of God has come and hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true, and we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ, that is the true God and eternal life. So what comes right after the word we may know? And what is the peg on the other side? him that is true. Now, to be known then is to be in him. That's right. To be known of him is to be in him. Interesting that this verse contains 46 words. It's also found in the 23rd New Testament book. In him is a phrase found in 1 John in 23 verses. In fact, the son that this passage of scripture is saying that we are in is also found in 23 verses of first John. So what does it look like to be in him? I have jotted down a list and this does not cover all 23, but it gives you a clear indication of what it is to be in him. For instance, in him, there's no darkness, keeps the commandments of God, walks as God walks, truth, abides in light, loves not the world, is truth and teaches you all things. There is confidence, purifies himself, is no sin, sinneth not. Seed remains in him and he cannot sin, cannot hate his brother, sees the needs of his brother and helps, keeps the commandments of God, has the spirit of God, confesses that Jesus is the son of God, dwells in love, asks according to the will of God, knowing God hears him. Now that we know what it looks like to be in him, according to 1 John, how do we abide in him? Well, that's simple. Here in the church age, in the age of grace, it's by being born again. What is the seed that we are born again by? Well, that would be, as we've mentioned in the past, 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 23, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. In fact, the phrase, the word of God, is also found for human DNA. It is found 46 times in the King James Bible. How do we as Christians know for sure we are born of God? 1 John 3, verse 9 states, Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. Seed happens to be found in 23 chapters of Isaiah, which is the 23rd book of the Old Testament, mentioning the coming Messiah. For instance, in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, it reads, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. All five names that I just mentioned to you in this passage are found 46 times. But for those who may be new to these studies, or if you haven't looked at these studies in the past, you may have forgotten just how many there are talking about the seed. I'd like to take a moment before we go any further 
in being known and knowing God, of what it means to have the seed abide in you. Again, the numbers 23 and 46 are human DNA, the same numbers that God made when he created man. Jesus Christ is the promised seed, and we have mentioned in the past that he is the good shepherd, found in Psalms chapter 23. Remember, to abide in him means his seed abides in you. Just how literal is that phrase? Again, we saw in 1 John chapter 3, verse 9, that whosoever is born of God did not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. I'd like to point out again the scriptures that use the number 23 and 46. Let me begin with Luke chapter 2, verse 23. It reads, As it is written in the law of the Lord, Every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. Jesus Christ was the first child that Mary had. Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Matthew chapter 1, verses 20 to 21, But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And here it is, verse 21, which contains 23 words. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Jesus is called a Nazarite, the city Gabriel visited when talking to Mary. Nazareth is found in 23 chapters of the Bible. Where was Christ born? That would be Bethlehem, found in 23 chapters of the Bible. The birth of Christ is found in the 46th chapter of the New Testament, which is Luke chapter 2. In Isaiah, again the 23rd book of the Old Testament, chapter 11, verses 1 and 2, it reads, And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might the spirit of knowledge, and of the fear of the Lord. All four titles that I just read to you, just as they are written, which are the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge, and of the fear of the Lord. These four are found in 23 chapters of the Old Testament, as well as a rod and a branch branch being capitalized, are found together 23 times in the Bible. And two more. Crucifixion. Well, the crucifixion of our Lord and Savior is found in the 23rd chapter of Luke. And Luke chapter 23, verse 46, it reads, And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up the ghost. I ask you, do you know him and does he know you? The only verse in the Gospels where Jesus uses the words, knew you, is found in the 23rd verse of Matthew chapter 7. It says, and then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. 
Philippians chapter 3, verse 10 says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being made conformable unto his death. This verse contains 23 words. How about John chapter 14, verse 17, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him for he dwelleth in you and shall be in you. Dwelleth is found 23 times in the New Testament. In conclusion, Matthew chapter 13, verse 23 reads, But he that received seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit, and bringeth forth some a hundred, some sixty, some thirty. Are you known by God? Can you look at First John chapter 5, verse 1, that says, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God? Or how about... Chapter 4, verse 2, every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Can you say both of those? If so, you rest in Christ. He abides in you, and you in him. I hope you have enjoyed this study on being known of God, being in God, and having him know you. A refresher on all the different verses, and in fact, I didn't even cover all of them, but grabbed a couple of the highlights of verses containing 23 or 46 words that point to what appears to be DNA knowledge for the birth of our Savior, the Messiah, the promised seed, and how the crucifixion is also tied to what appears to be a DNA code. Again, I ask you, just because no one has seen really in the past this code. Well, what did they say about the scientific discoveries that were in the King James Bible? Did they maybe pass over those two because they didn't know what they were looking at? With our knowledge of DNA, which is only 200 years old, if that, is it possible that when God mentions seed, that he actually put a code in the Bible? Would it be really that difficult for him to do? Or is it just difficult for us to comprehend that we serve that detail of a God? Join me next time as we look at another number in the Bible Code.